On this episode of Trickle Down Theories, Eric Trickle is here to talk about free agency and all the moves that have happened. This is Trickle Down Theories. Hi, hello, and welcome back to the 1983 National Football League draft. And with the first round pick, John Elway, Jim Kelly. Welcome back to the draft. And with the first round pick, Dan Marino and Rudolph. NFL draft. And with the first round pick, Deion Sanders. I was kind of scared. I thought the show was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. Welcome back to the NFL draft. Good young players with the draft all about. Here and in, you're out. Welcome back to the draft. Rock receivers running back. Tackle a quarterback. Every year in the draft, there has been a trade. Ricky Williams. John Dolphin. On a shady Saturday. Welcome back to the draft. Defensive line. Wide receiver running back. Tackle quarterback. That's all I'll get into that. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. On this show, we talk about all things NFL, the draft, and we have a small focus on the Denver Broncos, as I'm also an analyst with MyLiHuddle.com. And we, we talk about everything about the team, signings, trades, rosters, team needs, anything and everything that you can think of. Well, this episode is focused on free agency. It's kicked off, and it started off with the bang Monday, even though Obviously, free agency didn't actually start until Wednesday. The legal tampering period had a bunch of teams call and, and a bunch of agreements made. The big name on the free agent market was Kirk Cousins, and Denver did have interest from what I was told is that they called and they made a pitch. They didn't like what they heard, and so they moved on. And uh, he ended up signing a mostly guaranteed contract. Don't let the media fool you into, saying, into thinking that it's actually fully guaranteed. He does have $2 million in roster bonuses each year for making the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So he's his was actually guaranteed as $84 million on his $90 million deal. So it's not quite fully guaranteed, but it's pretty close, and it's still a huge guarantee and a huge percentage of that is guaranteed. Denver, as I said, they had interest, but they ended up moving on after they didn't like how he responded to their pitch. And so they went and got Case Keenum from the Vikings. Now, I went and I did an article, a film article for Malai Huddle, breaking down what he brings to the team and uh, just a few plays of his. And one thing I noticed every single play pretty much was his ability to manipulate the pocket. He made some really subtle movements to avoid some pressures and keep himself clean so he can go and make the right throw that was needed to keep the ball moving down the field. And that's something that's really good because last year... Denver didn't have that. Brock Osweiler was the best one at it, and he was still below average. Trevor Simeon was awful, and Paxton Lynch, he played enough to really make a good judgment on that. And another thing is that Case Keenum is a really smart quarterback. You can see him manipulate safeties with his eyes. You can see him manipulate defensive backs with pump fakes. Just He he manipulated them in all different ways. A lot of times he'd sit there and he'd uh, move his feet like he was getting ready to throw, and then he would sit there and pull the ball down and escape off to the right or left. And then he'd do it again to get some space for his receiver and make the play. So that's something that's really good for him, for Denver to have this year. He's going to be wearing number four. He announced that. And that's going to be a a nice, fresh number. Denver's had only like eight players wear the number four in their history with uh, most recently Britton Colquitt and Austin Davis. So so that's good. I like seeing fresh numbers in there. Other moves the Broncos have made is they signed a cornerback named Tremaine Brock. Uh, I like him a lot. He's uh, going to be some added competition for their cornerback position. They did meet with Dalvin Bro, I think. I'm not sure how he says that last name. Um, I'm really bad with name pronunciation, so I apologize for that. He's had some injuries this last year. Dalvin has and he would be good for at a competition at cornerback, but he left without a deal. Um, there's a lot of medical stuff concerns with him, but Brock should be good enough. He should be much needed competition for the cornerbacks in this group for the number three spot. Akib Talib trade is official. He's moving on to the Rams and Trevor Simeon was traded to the Vikings. Now the former seventh round pick quarterback was in need of a fresh start and he's getting that and the Broncos are getting away from 
from him. He has a really weird fan base here in Denver. So being able to move on and actually get some for him. And the return isn't bad. Yeah, they're sending a seventh round pick this year for him, but they're getting a fifth round pick next year, which equals out the value to be about a sixth round value for Trevor Simeon, which is for a compensatory seventh round selection a few years ago. That's actually a nice net for Denver. And Denver also restructured Von Miller. Now, this is a double-edged sword. I know it gives them a little over $12 million in cap space now, which is great to have. They can go and make some other moves that they need to make. But it raises cap hit the next few years to over $25 million, which is always dangerous. I mean, they the Broncos have plenty of ways to sit there and absorb that cap hit without having to make a lot of different moves. So they're in a not-so-bad spot, really, with it. But it's still a double-edged sword. If he gets seriously hurt and has to call it quits or sees a sudden decline, which not on wood neither of those happen it's the nfl and you never know then denver gets stuck with a pretty bad contract for the last few years of his deal there were a couple other signings that I hope Denver looked at, and one of them is Chris Hubbard. He ended up signing with the Browns, and he would have been a really good pickup for right tackle, and he got a pretty good deal from the Browns, too, that I wish Denver would have jumped in on and tried to get him for that, too. And then they were they were in on Nate Solder from the Patriots, but he got way priced out of their market, and early on, the Texans and the Patriots were going back and forth with him, and then the Giants jumped in and offered him a huge, ridiculous deal. So I'm glad that Denver didn't jump in and stay in on that. Honey Badger, Sheldon Richardson, and Nadama Kong Su are all available. I would like to see Denver actually target a couple of these guys, either Richardson or Su, and with the Honey Badger as well. Tyron Matthew can be a, is that safety corner hybrid? He can come down and help cover the slot and give Denver another option for that third down or that number three corner with him moving back and playing safety as well. He's a playmaker, he's quick, and he's got an attitude too that would help the Broncos secondary with them moving on from Tlaib. And then Richardson and Su, they help up front, pairing either of these guys with Tomatop Pecco and, and Derek Wolf gives Denver a really stout front three in their base packages with guys like Adam Gotzis, depending on what's going on with him and the charges and the allegations being brought up against him. And then Shelby Harris as well, and Demarcus Walker and Zach Kerr. Denver would have a really good front group that a front three that they can use in a variety of ways and really boost them. Uh, as for other options left, there's a couple restricted free agents that I wouldn't mind Denver going after. The Chicago Bears put an original round tender on wide receiver Cameron Meredith, who was starting to really show some promise, but he got hurt in preseason this year with an ACL injury. So it's a uh, questionable where he's at, but he was an undrafted player. So if Denver signs him to an offer sheet and the Bears don't match, Denver doesn't have to give a pick for him. And Cameron Meredith can be a nice pickup for Denver, brings some youth to the receiver core and gives them an option for what they want to do with Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas next year. Emmanuel Sanders is a little bit more at risk than Demarius Thomas with his option getting picked up, but both of them could be on their way out after the season's over. And another guy is a edge player linebacker from the Los Angeles Chargers and Chris McCain. He's he's a good pass rusher. He's got some skill there. And again, he was an undrafted free agent that was originally around tendered. That means Denver wouldn't have to give up anything for him. And he would add some needed depth there at their pass rushing linebacker position. And last year, a few times, he really hurt Denver. And there was one play where he flat out beat the right tackle, Alan Barber, and just creamed the quarterback for a sack. It was just a beautiful play by McCain. Other options out there, there's still some there's still some talent on the cornerback market for them to look at. Tight end is where they're really looking at, and right tackle as well. Right tackle is really thin. Marshall Newhouse is probably one of the better guys, along with um, Austin Howard and maybe Cameron Fleming. But the word is, is that Cameron Fleming's been priced out of their market. And as for tight end, veteran Brent Selleck, Eric Ebron, there's, those are two guys that they've been linked to a lot. I wouldn't personally touch Ebron. I mean, Denver fans should have learned their lesson by now of continuing hope for a player in the NFL for them to grow. It just It's just not common. They kept hoping for Virgil Green to grow, and he just never developed into anything more than a blocker. 
Eric Ebron, he talks a big game, but he often disappears in-game, and he doesn't bring the blocking skill that Denver may be needing from their tight end position, and his receiving ability is a little bit overrated. I'd stick with, I'd go with Brent Selleck. He's a veteran who is more than willing to help Jake Butt grow and develop into being something special. And the Denver Broncos also can be exploring options on the trade market for right tackle. I'm not sure where they would go. It's kind of a sticky situation. Offensive line's doing so poorly that they may not, other teams may not be wanting to part with their guys. So you never know. You might be, you might be getting a failed draft pick or something for a late pick and hope that you can turn them around. But there's still options and they're still looking for it. Same with tight end. They're also still looking for another cornerback and uh, they brought in the one guy already that I talked about. So they're still looking on that, and which is one reason why the Honey Badger makes some sense is that he gives them some competition there at corner as well, even though he's a safety. So yeah, free agency's underway. Denver's made some moves. They're still working to make more. And they also re-signed Todd Davis to a really good deal. Three years, $15 million. He's only got a cap hit of $6 million this year, I think is what it is. Or I can't remember exactly the exact details off my head, off the top of my head. But it's a really good deal and it allows Denver to get out of his contract after this year rather easily. You just don't want to, even though the draft class is strong, you don't want to give part with two of your top linebackers. And they already lost Corey Nelson. And Todd Davis gets a lot of flack from fans for some issues in coverage, but he's had flashes there when used correctly but he's also one of the top run defending linebackers in the nfl so it's been a really good move by denver the chicago bears are making moves and they're a team to keep an eye on they're definitely trying to surround that young quarterback of theirs with talent the green bay packers have made some moves which is really different with their changes in the front office from where they had been they weren't normally they weren't normally players in free agency with free agency underway obviously there's still going to be a lot more moves coming but So before I get out here, I just want to ask all of you listeners out there to please leave a like and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Without your guys' support, we wouldn't be here today. So we're very much appreciative of you guys and your ability to help us out with just liking, subscribing, and even spreading the word. Sharing Sharing our shows out there with other Bronco fans and family or friends who may be Bronco fans. So we thank you guys for that. And I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Trickle Down Theories. Please leave a like and subscribe as I was just talking about. And follow me on Twitter. It's at Eric Trickle. You can always reach me there with any kind of question. And I'm always more than willing to respond. I love the interaction with all you fans. It's how I've kind of built my small following forever since I started writing and covering the Broncos with Chad Jensen all those years ago. It's without your guys' support, we wouldn't be here. And so we thank you. And make sure you follow Mile Huddle for all of our written work as well. And it all comes from MileEyeHuddle.com. And follow at HuddleUpPod for the other podcasts that we do from the site. It's There's some great information that you guys are able to get from everybody else, from Nick Kendall and Carl Dumler and, as, and from Chad Jensen as well. And I will be doing some live breakdowns of players here shortly. I'm still just kind of working out some technical stuff to try to get it around. So follow my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Eric Trickle, I think. And uh, the live breakdowns of players will be there. So I had a great time just sitting here and talking and rambling on and on about the moves that Denver has made and moves that other teams have made. So I'm your host, Eric Trickle. Thank you guys for and gals for listening to Trickle Down Theories. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Mile high huddle.